T-S-N-Y. Welcome to Small Ball Radio, an Elite Sports New York production. I'm your host, Danny Small, uh, and we are here today with our third episode, and we have a very special guest here to talk about college basketball, but kind of college basketball with a little twist. Uh, we're, I'll let him explain, um, but today we have Eli Betker, who runs Heat Check CBB, and actually more specifically what we're going to be talking about, because Heat Check CBB is a great website. They do really good stuff with um Eli you do your you know your three your three things a day you brought on a new writer Brian Roth who I'm a big fan of um so they're doing a lot of really good stuff in terms of writing uh and covering college basketball but today we're going to kind of focus on the CBB heat check sim or I'm sorry heat check CBB sim get that right and I'll stop talking and I'll let you Eli uh kind of kind of give us an overview of what the heat check CBB sim is because it's something I had no idea about until I saw it pop up on Twitter and now I'm chomping at the bit to get started on this. Yeah I well first off I appreciate you having me on it's uh it's nice to reach out and talk to some of the people that are involved in this but um, I'm, I'm sure like yourself and pretty much anyone who's associated with sports media right now it's it's a time that we all need to be creative and, and try to think outside the box with no games going on on and a lot of these deadlines and off-season things are, are being delayed and postponed. And college basketball off-season can be a, a tough time anyways to, mm-hmm. to try to. Um, going back to station, this is something that I've kind of wanted to do for, for quite a while. Uh, when I was younger and about elementary, middle school level, um, I, I used to compile all of these uh like spiral notebooks and I would, I would fill it with all these like fictitious players and rosters and things mm-hmm. like that and that's what really got me into uh, writing as a whole and so of course now uh, starting up this website in in mid-February um, I had to be creative with with COVID hitting and just try to do something new and, and creative and so what I've decided is I made this simulation game and it's based uh, in particular with how college basketball runs. I have it uh, nailed down to uh, how often a prospect comes from a particular state and have that as part of the player generation. I have um, all these first and last names generated. Each player has a rating and just allowing now up to 352 people to own their own team and, and kind of go about the process of what a college basketball season looks like from recruiting to uh, conducting press conferences and, and all the stuff to try to, to try to get that familiarity and try to uh, fill that void of, of what we're all experiencing right now. Yeah, no, I, that's interesting that you, you kind of brought up this dates almost the idea dates almost back to elementary school. Um, that's, that's pretty interesting. Cause I was, yeah. one of the things I was going to ask is, you know, where did this idea start and that's this this has been a long time coming um so just to kind of jump off of that what like i don't even know how you would even go about setting up a simulation like this i have no idea like what the process is there um and so how did you pull that off of setting this simulation up and then you know kind of 
two-part question, I guess, is um, actually no, not really a two-part question. Sorry, but um, like, how how do you how do you go about putting this together and making it work? It's just it's so far above my head. I'm not even sure what to ask. Yeah, I think I think the key for me within this game is trying to create randomization without it being too chaotic. So, mm-hmm. of course, you want the stronger teams to perform well. Like, you, you rarely would see in an actual college basketball the preseason number one team um, finishing below 500 or mm-hmm. a team that maybe has, like, the 300th best roster in the country winning multiple tournament games. Like, that's been the most important thing for me to try to nail down and through all the – test sims that I've done I've been pretty pleased with the results with um, ha- teams having very to the final four one season next season they might miss the tournament so I, I think mm-hmm. it's a good amount of variation there you don't always want the best team to win necessarily because that's just not how sport operates and especially not college basketball but I think in particular with setting this game up I I didn't want it to be I didn't want it to be too complex in the sense that I wouldn't be able to manage it properly. And I, I, I kid you not, I was not anticipating this many people to have interest in this. Mm-hmm. I was expecting it to be like maybe 10 or 15 of my friends just kind of messing around and enjoying this for a few weeks. So that's put a bit of a sense of responsibility on my hands because I, I don't want this to uh, be underwhelming for people. I don't want something to like potentially crash or go wrong. Um, mm-hmm. But the game itself, I have confidence in I I think folks will be happy with how it runs from like a game to game perspective and and just trying to really nail down that uh, sense of randomness but but making it as realistic as possible if that makes sense to you yeah no that that definitely makes sense and it kind of leads into something I want to ask you because I was an idiot I think there were probably like 175 teams left when I picked and I probably I think I might have taken the worst team in the entire thing, St. Francis, New York. I think I, I, I was looking through, I think I might have the worst team in the CBB heat check. So for myself, I'm, I guess I'm trying to get some insider info, but for all the people like me who are kind of like have these lower teams who aren't so good, how, like how, how do I go about improving my stock and kind of moving forward? Um, so I'm not, you know, at the bottom of my conference. Yeah, I, I think this is a question that will come up quite a bit from people that are in this game because it's just like it's it's like real life. I and mean, there are there there are sixty eight teams out of three hundred fifty two that'll make the tournament. So the chances are is most of these teams will be missing a tournament. But I think for the case like yourself and some of those uh, lower prestige teams, I think really understanding what your roster looks like is especially important. And I know that that's something that might seem over overly simplistic, but knowing that you have, say, uh, two shooting guards set to graduate, or if you have a power forward that's really lacking on, on both sides of the floor, something like that, I think is really important. Um, looking at the potential incoming recruits is something I would definitely keep an eye on, seeing which players could be available to you. Um, but above all else, I think remaining active, filling out the forms that come to you is going to be uh, especially important because, say, if you miss a recruiting period or you miss the off-season budget where you can set things like 
your recruiting tendencies or your pace of play, mm -hmm. if that isn't what you want it to be or if it doesn't align with how you want to build your team, then that's going to be really tough to kind of play the catch-up. So I think being active and really knowing your team and just how, how the ins and outs works, I think is going to be especially important. Okay, that's good to know because I definitely have a few holes on my roster right <laughs> now. Um, but yeah, it, you know what? I should I should have I, I was looking at Seton Hall and I, they were gone so I was like I was like I kind of wanted Seton Hall and then I looked at St. John's and St. Francis is right above there and mm -hmm. my grandfather went to St. Francis and I was just like I was like oh it's just a simulation thing it's not you know it is what it is whatever I'll just I'll go with uh, St. Francis and then as I was doing more research I was kind of reading the rules and things and like looking at different things I was going I might have made a mistake there <laughs> I might be uh, in some trouble. But I guess, you know, from my perspective, I, I would doubt I can rise to the point where I, you know, make the tournament this year. But I think, you know, for people in my, my spot necessarily, it might be, you know, just setting a goal of, you know, doing well in the conference tournament, you know, maybe stealing a few wins, you know, on non-conference play, things like that. I think uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited to do that. But uh, I think obviously my heat check CBB experience is going to be a little, uh, little different than some people. Um, and I guess, you know, you kind of talked about it a little bit um, with, you know, the teams like Kentucky do or you, I think you mentioned Kentucky, but uh, like Kentucky Duke, like those kind of blue blood teams um, with those teams, like other than other than, you know, someone just not really being there not answering the emails, not doing, you know, the questionnaires. Is there any way like those teams would just randomly kind of you know, have a bad season. I know you said, you know, number one ranked team is not going to drop to, you know, below 500, but is there a chance that like, you know, hypothetically Kentucky's number one going into the season, like, is there a chance they drop out of the tournament? I've, it's yeah, it's definitely possible. Um, there, there are test sims I ran on my own before I even opened this up to everyone else that I just did for fun. Mm -hmm. And one season in particular I thought was particularly interesting was Villanova had, I think, the sixth or seventh best roster, and they just absolutely mowed through the season. They were 28-0. I think every single game that they had, they won by double digits. It was a lot mm -hmm. like Kentucky, I think, of 2015. Mm -hmm. And they lost by 12 in the second round of the tournament. So there is that level of variation, and it's never, it's never a guaranteed win for any – team in a particular game if that makes sense mm -hmm. you, might, you might have a 99 percent chance of winning but there's when you're dealing with random numbers there's always that opportunity that a team slips up so uh, again I, I like the randomization of this game in the sense that you will have teams that kind of kind of bob around maybe up and down 50 spots or so and it, it varies more for some of those lower level teams that could do really well out of their mid-major conferences but there's there's there will never be a situation where a team is guaranteed to win every game or a particular game, because that's just how the the individual scores are set up uh, within the system. Okay. Yeah. And then that makes sense. I mean, you think about it. Yeah. The 2015 Kentucky team, they were fantastic. They were incredible, but you know, the teams lose teams lose in the tournament, you know, one game, anything can happen. Makes sense, you know, to kind of carry that over. Uh, and then, just kind of going back to, you know, some of the things you were saying about the reception that you got, you know, you were surprised by that. Uh, I know you have probably a pretty big waiting list of, uh, of coaches who are looking to, uh, to get in. So, you know, in that sense, does that, did that kind of that 
early reception and this kind of like pop, like popping off, you know, quicker than you expected. Did that kind of bring up any issues for you or, you know, any, anything different that you, you kind of had to, to change up just because of, you know, people are, people are ready to go and people are loving it. Yeah, I think it's, I mean, it's already thrown me a number of curveballs. I think the first one was, as I mentioned earlier, was not expecting first off all of the teams to be filled up. I wasn't, I would have never guessed that could have happened. And in the span that it did, I think all 352 filled up in about 38 or 40 hours, which is just bizarre to me. And it kind of speaks to mm. people really wanting to, to feel included and in, in on something right now. Um, the waiting list, never something that came to mind. And, and someone, I don't remember who it was, but someone pitched that idea to me. I was like, well, if, I mean, if there's interest for people to hop on a waiting list, I think already two people on the waiting list have already, uh, picked up teams now with, uh, with other people like having duplicate teams, uh, which is another thing that I, I didn't uh, prepare for. So it, that's just kind of the nature of this because I've never done it with multiple people before. It's always been me and I've just kind of done the game to, um, to just kind of be pleased and experience for myself. And like maybe some things are, are not necessarily up to my standard and, and other people might think that it should be run a particular way. And that I completely understand that there are things within this game that might not align with how you or, or how someone else might choose to run it. But um, I think, I think the, the question and answer that I've had on my Twitter account, I guess it's kind of turned into that at this point, it's people asking me questions about how things within the game run. Uh, I think that has been super helpful to me and I've tried to add almost every single answer that I've given on my Twitter account, adding that into the instruction manual just to make it as clear as possible for people to play this game because mm. it, it can be kind of complex at times and, and there are different strategies and things like that. Um, but I think, I think going forward, there are things that I will keep in mind to try to make the whole process just be as smooth as possible and uh, just hoping for no major hiccups and, and things like that along the way. Mm-hmm. So on, on Twitter, because I know uh, there's a, a John Rothstein of CBB Heat Check now. Uh, there's a, you know, a bunch of people like popping up with some, uh, some you know, team Twitters and things like that. Uh, what has been, you know, I guess from that, what, like, what's your takeaway from you know, people coming up with a John Rothstein CBB Heat Check account? What, like, kinda, what's going through your mind when you see you know, that? it's it's hilarious to me I think it's I think it's fantastic I think it's great that people feel involved and uh, I think I don't even remember who it was I don't even know who's really behind these teams if it's the individuals that are creating the accounts Uh, it's 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 super fun though Um, Mm -hmm. I got the first follow from someone I don't even remember what team it is Um, but I I got a follow and it says something like he checked cbb sim slash like longwood or something like that I was like what is this Mm-hmm. and clicked on that and people were talking about their schedule and breaking down their players and I just think that's amazing but the the John Rothstein count is fantastic again I don't know who runs it but um, even doing the the quotes you know when you mm-hmm. when you wake up in the morning he has those quotes that he has and announcing all of the exhibition games and stuff like that I think it's really cool and I'm glad people are kind of um, gathering around this whole thing and uh, hopefully that continues and it just kind of creates a, a life of its own. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it seems like, you know, I, I, now that we're bringing it up, I, I have to follow back a few of those people cause uh, I got a few follows, but uh, 
yeah, it, it seems like, you know, people are just really, really diving into this and, uh, you know, for, you know, no sports or, you know, whatever you want to attribute it to, you know, people just loving college basketball that much. It seems like there's so much excitement around this. Um, and starts June 1st is the first, uh, the first email that goes out, right? Yes, that's correct. That's, that'll be the off-season budget where you can okay. set preferences and things like that. Yeah, so I, I think, you know, people are just – I speak for myself, but I think I speak for a lot of people. We're just kind of stoked to, to have something college basketball-related to do uh, going forward. Um, and then I guess – so this, this cycle, it's 22 cycles for one season. Um, what – after that one season – is it just restart another 22 cycles and then continue like that? Is that kind of the, the plan here? Yeah. Yeah. That's the tentative plan. I, based on how this first season goes and clearly there's enough, there's enough interest in it now that I feel comfortable saying that there will be multiple seasons. Um, but I've tried to set it up with the intention of, of this going at least a couple seasons. Um, there have been several questions that I've gotten about how, the coaching carousel will work in the off season about which which teams are are will be vacant and how coaches will be able to align with that. So that's something I've been working on. But it's all set up kind of like if if you're a fan of Madden or 2K, like how you kind of have that off season checklist mm-hmm. and how you're progressing through that. Um, that's where a lot of my inspiration came back when I started doing uh, the notebooks in like elementary school and stuff. Mm-hmm. Is it's just kind of basing it off how it is in the video game. So uh, that'll be the setup. And of course, like things will change and, and the, the dates might change with what's going on in my life. But um, I definitely feel that sense of responsibility. And I, I just want this to be a fun opportunity for a lot of people. And above all else, just just creating a bit of a fun distraction for, for people who have stuff going on in their lives right now and just want a little bit of taste of college basketball. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, <clears throat> I, I hate to I hate to say this before the season even starts, but I might need uh, I might need to get on that coaching carousel at some point. Um, <laughs> considering uh, I think my shooting guard, I, I think it was my shoot like my shooting guard was like a one in defense and then like a point zero like four in offense. So I think I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm going to have some issues, but, uh, but hearing that, you know, there's some, some nuance to the coaching carousel. And then, you know, I know there's different things with uh, changing leagues and things like that teams can do. I think there's a lot of, uh, at least, you know, for, for me, from my perspective, there's a lot of ways to kind of look at this and, and, you know, try and figure out what your next step is, how you're going to kind of move up. Um, Cause if I, I, I think at this point, I'm going to say, if I, if I go 500, I would count that as like, you know, you got to put me in the heat check hall of fame for that one. Um, but <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that's the thing too, with, uh, with the way that I plan on setting up the coaching carousel is a part of that will be based on your performance, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> if you have, I, I can't say this with a hundred percent certainty, but I believe St. Francis, New York is right at the bottom of the pack in terms of, in terms of talent, so hey, maybe you wind up 270th in the final ranking or something. That would be a huge win for you, and and you could use that to kind of propel and maybe maybe change teams. I don't want to create any drama for you, but uh, um, that <laughs> yeah. could be a, a potential. That's a good thing for you. <laughs> My AD is going to listen to this. He's going to be pissed. He's going to be pissed. Um, uh, but kind of uh, what was I going to say? Kind of like on a similar note there, I guess. Uh, 
No, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm thinking about my team and how bad we are, but uh, I don't have, I actually, yeah, I don't have it in front of me, but I was looking at a sheet. I think somebody else put it together of all the rosters they ranked and they had the worst team in each conference. And Mm -hmm. I was the worst team in the NEC. And I looked at like the worst team in every other conference and I had a lower ranking than I think every other team. So I, I don't I I I I don't think you said you would be like giving out like your specific rankings for every team, you know, outside of the top 25, but I I I'm going on record saying I have the worst team uh in the sim. <laughs> yeah, I mean it hey, it'll happen and the the nice thing about this as well is I've set it up where uh players can develop quite a bit o- mm-hmm. over time, so you might have uh you might have a team that's like Monmouth or I don't know. There's so many teams that could come to mind, but you, you might have seasons where your best player is better than the best best player on an ACC team or a Big Ten team. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of the course of what happens. There there are plenty of prestige six teams that are probably in the top 150 or maybe even top 100. So there is that that bit of variation, and um, it, it's it's exciting for me that that you with having the roster that you have that you have. Uh, this interest within the game because that's that's kind of one of the things that I've wondered about is it again as I said it's this is 352 teams there are teams that might not win a single game or might go you know one in 27 or something like that and um, that might cause some people to lose interest or it might cause people to uh, dive a bit deeper and really figure out how the game works so uh, I'm, I'm pleased with that and I'm, I'm glad that you have that interest yeah I well I'll be honest with you. I hope other people don't have that interest because then that means I'll be able to jump more and more people. So exactly. Uh, well, yeah, maybe I shouldn't be giving this, uh, this info out to people. I got to uh, keep it for myself. Um, but yeah, I guess I'll, I'll kind of transition a little bit to the site itself and, you know, not just the, the SIM. I know I mentioned earlier that, you know, you brought on Brian Roth. Uh, I'm probably mispronouncing his name. Sorry, Brian. Um, but yeah, you brought in Brian, who's like a really good writer, somebody who I've, you know, read college basketball stuff for a writer. So I guess kind of, I don't have, you know, specific, but what's, what's your, you know, your long-term goals for the site or, you know, what, what do you want your readers to get out of the site? Yeah, I think the number one thing, and this is, I mean, this is exactly what I pitched to to Brian when he joined is that I want this to be an outlet and in some cases both instances and I I really trust his work and he's got a tremendous following does does an excellent job and I want this to be kind of an independent outlet where um, the writers on this site can write about what they feel passionately about um, and that all comes with the trust that I have in them and the work that they do. I I think what sets my site apart from other sites is that um, you're going to learn something every time that you click on this website. And that could be um, a three things article if that's something that you missed from the previous day that, that you want to catch up on, whether it's the sim and that's something that you want to have interest in. Uh, it could be rankings. It, my personal style is going more with the, the kind of the 538 route of diving into the numbers mm-hmm. and statistics and looking at that. That's that's my realm and, um, and some people find interest in that. But um, I've... I've worked under people within uh, the sports media industry. It's, it's been really enjoyable to make those connections. And I feel now I have the ability to kind of go out and, and build my team of, of writers that I, I trust. And I feel that they, they do really good work. 
and I think it's going to be uh, a, a great resource for a lot of people who have that, that uh, interest in college basketball. Awesome. Awesome. Um, yeah, I'm, a, I'm on the front page of the site here and just I'm, I'm a big East uh, kind of, I'm a big East watcher just being, you know, up here in New York. Uh, and the first thing on the site, Mac McClung commits, I guess, uh, just get your quick thoughts. Um, yeah, obviously for people listening, go on, he checks CBB and check it out. Eli's got three things where he talks about it, but um, if you want to just give a little, uh, little bit of your thoughts on that, because I think, I mean, there were, there were some big transfers this, this offseason, but Mac McClung, I'd say, is probably one of the bigger ones. Uh, and the fact that he was one of the later ones kind of gave him a little bit more, uh, more shine, I guess you could say. Yeah, it's the, the transfer period is always so fascinating to me, and that's why I really like to cover it is because it's kind of this alternative route for coaches who miss out on recruiting or they, they try to fill holes kind of like what Kentucky did and now what mm -hmm. Texas Tech is doing. But I think for Mac McClung in particular, I think this is just such a perfect fit for him because of what Chris Beard's style is. Uh, the number one, I was actually listening to a podcast with Matt Mooney uh, from a couple of weeks back, who was a former Air Force and South Dakota transfer who wound up with that uh, Texas Tech national title team. And he talked about how the thing that Chris Beard preached the most was defensive effort. And I think for so many of these players who can put the ball in the basket, I think showing that you can really play sound defense and, and getting after it with that hard-nosed style, I think that just fits Mac McClung so well because, of course, he has all those highlight tapes mm -hmm. from him in high school, and he has all this flash. He can play defense, and Chris Beard is exactly the guy that can make that work. Yeah. I'm going to, I have to make a confession because this is probably like the worst basketball take I've ever had. But when Mac McClung was coming up, you know, overtime was just getting big and there were all those videos of him. And then there was Zion Williamson coming up at the same time. And that was really before Zion Williamson, like people knew what he was. Yeah. It was yeah. in the beginning when they were both just highlights. I remember like saying, Mac McClung, he's got a jumper. He's way better than Zion. Like, oh, Zion just he's a dunker. Mac McClung's more than that. He's watch, he's gonna be better than than Zion in college. And I don't think anyone's ever been more wrong. And not to not not to disparage Mac McClung at all, because it's not that's not what I'm saying. But I don't think anyone's ever been more wrong about, you know, choosing between two players than I was. That, hey, that, that'll happen with some of those recruit tapes, though. You get guys, and they, they've got the right clips and everything, and you think that they have it all figured out. And, and Mac McClung, he, I mean, he's definitely a starter at the power conference level, mm -hmm. and, and he's a fantastic player in his own right. But um, we'll, we'll look back, and we'll see Zion Williamson wasn't even the, the number one recruit out of his class, and mm -hmm. just think, like, man, how did, how did this happen? Yeah, and I, I guess I, I bought the overtime videos hook, line, and sinker from Mac <laughs> McClung. So I, I just I, I think I learned after that to be more careful about about uh, <laughs> watching videos on Twitter and Instagram and stuff like mm -hmm. that. Um, but yeah, I guess uh, kind of like last call for you. Anything you want to uh, want to throw out there and plug and you know uh, I know for your site the like the the writing and all that good stuff. Um, anyone who's listening to this, please go there subscribe 5.99 a month it's really incredible stuff um you you won't be upset about it um but yeah for, for you any last call like kind of things you want to you want to throw out there 
Yeah, well, um, first off, I really appreciate you having me on and, and talking about this the simulation, also heat check uh, in, in more depth. And I like talking about what I have going on. It, it should be a really fun time, even though we don't have sports right now. But uh, you can find work over at Heat Check CBB on Twitter. And same goes for all the other social media accounts. Um, got, got plenty of good stuff on the way. And um, I just we joined because of the same and there are people who joined just because of the college basketball writing I'm really hoping to strike the balance of the two and get people uh, both plenty of college basketball news and also show plenty of attention to the simulation itself so it should be a good summer even though again we don't have sports going on but we'll still be able to make the most of it yeah definitely definitely and you know thank you for coming on i really uh really appreciated getting a little insider info to how i can fix my uh my terriers <laughs> And, uh, you know, yeah, no, I'm, I'm really excited uh, and should be, should be a really, really fun, uh, fun time. So if you're listening, thank you for making it all the way through with us. And, of course, go check out Heat Check CBB. Subscribe. Take, get on the waiting list if you're not already in the, uh, in the contest in the sim. So do all that good stuff. Check out Eli. Check out everything he's got going on. And, again, thanks for listening, guys. Peace.